morning, everyone. Welcome to the uh, One Dharma Center online Sunday service. According to the One Buddhist Canon, our founding master said, four great principles, which is the essence of One Buddhism teaching, as well as it is the Dharma that all practitioners need to actualize that for articles to progress is right enlightenment and the right conduct. First one. Second one. The awareness of grace and the requiring of grace, paying back the grace. Third, practical application of the Buddha Dharma. And the last one is selfless service to the public. So I'd like to talk about the selfless service to the public this morning. Have you ever been to the Dead Sea in Arab countries? The Salt Lake bordering Jordan to the east and Israel to the west. It's named the Dead Sea. Actually, that's a lake. Salt Lake. One of the saltiest bodies of the world. Uh, the water in Dead Sea is uh, almost uh, 10 times as salty as the ocean. So, so not any animals can live. That's why it is called Dead Sea. You can literally float yourself on top of the water and uh, read the books. <laughs> it may be fun, but not many people actually go into that water. Do you know why? It's a very, very smelly. There is a just an inflow of the water and no outflow. Lots of uh, water evaporate from the surface of the lake. So that's why it becomes very smelly. My teacher told me the salt lake, that the sea is just like the mindset of the egoistic person. They would like to concentrate and receive instead of giving. Not many people would like to hang around that type of a person. Even though, from the secular perspective, they are very successful, probably they are not that much contented and craving more. They cannot enjoy their life. Let's think about that, uh, why many people are unhappy. You know, we can say some financial reason, relational problems, some frustration, depression, etc. But what could be the root cause? When I worked at the, uh, one institute, uh, the One Buddhism Seminary in Philadelphia, I had uh, some inner conflict. I had uh, some frustration, 
and uh, I was anxious uh, one whole day. But that night, I happened to watch some documentary that's covering the situation of the children in Africa. After I watched that documentary, all my worries just disappeared. My problem, the thing that I thought as a problem, is not the problem at all, considering those situations. We may have a, a lot of worries or anxieties, frustrating event, etc. But uh, probably many people who live in underdeveloped country see our situation. They may not understand why many people in developed countries are unhappy. Since they do not have to worry about what they eat, what they wear, etc. So, fundamentally speaking, the root cause of our worries, anxieties, maybe we are too much focused on I, my, me. Think about the comparing mind, the depression, you know, frustration, jealousy, etc. All these uh, thoughts or emotions around arise from the ground of our sense of self. Our ego is the root cause of all those suffering. That's why the Heart Sutra says, when Avalokitesvara Bodhisattva realized that our five aggregates are empty, when they, he realized no self, he became free from all suffering and distress. So to root of our suffering is our ego. From the root, comes out uh, lots of uh, branches and uh, leaves, uh, like our cravings or desires, attachment, and so on. But just like the leaves provide the sun energy to the root, because of the, the energy, the root becomes uh, strengthened. Likewise, uh, our desire, our attachments, uh, conversely, strengthen and reinforce our ego. Even though our ego is uh, the root of uh, all our greed and uh, attachments. In other words, uh, in order to come close to the door of uh, enlightenment, so. Letting go our ego, letting go of our attachments uh, is a, a necessary step. I saw a very interesting experiment that's conducted by one American psychology professor. His class was divided into two groups, and the 
to one group, to the first group, uh, he gave uh, envelopes, which has a $5 bill, $10 bill, or $50 bills at the random. And uh, to the second group, he gave uh, the same amount of money, the envelope. And uh, he said to the first group, within three days, you need to spend this money for yourself. It does not matter what you do. You can buy some expensive coffee or whatever. To the second group, he asked, within three days, you need to spend this money for others, not for yourself. And he, in order to get the data he called after three days, in order to check the court happiness index, how much their level of happiness was increased. According to his study, the first group who spend the money for themselves, they said, well, just spending $10, $50, the level of happiness is almost the same. But the second group, most of the students said, uh, even though they spend money for others, many of the people replied that they use the money to buy dinner with, with, with their friend. Their level of contentment or happiness is far increased. That's how our mind works or the universe works, especially we live in a society mingling with other people. So in order to lead a life of contentment, of joy, forgetting ourselves and letting go of our attachment and helping others is a great way, not for the sake of bettering, improving this society for the sake of ourselves. That's why Buddha said, Dana Pramita is the first Pramita among six. Pramita is a crossing over, crossing over from this shore of suffering and to the shore of Nirvana. Buddha said, six kinds of Paramita. The last one is Pranya Paramita, the wisdom Paramita. But the first is Dana Paramita. Dana literally means generosity. It's a letting go of our possession or help others materially or spiritually, physically, etc. So Buddha told in this way, when our boat, whose destination is nirvana, is very heavy, it cannot move speedily to the other shore, but it's very light, without any attachment or cravings and so on. We can go to the land of nirvana very speedily. So that's why the first pramita is uh, 
Tana. One day I read the Bible and uh, uh, when I was a church goer, I went to a very uh, evangelistic uh, Protestant church uh, for a couple of years. I really admired the life of John the Baptist. He says, how many people thought that John the Baptist is the Messiah. He had a lot of followers. How can we save ourselves? They asked to the John. Then he said, if you have a two coat, give one to the other. Do the same with your food. Super simple, his teachings. So when I read that passage in the Bible again, and I looked around my room, and um, like seven or eight years ago, I spotted uh, in my room there is a big television, not that big of this size, in order to practice uh, English, especially the listening and understanding uh, area, when I, when I have uh, some available time, on and off, uh, I watched uh, some television or YouTube. But I could uh, watch YouTube uh, using my laptop. So I thought about that, wow, is that television really necessary? To, so I better use uh, my laptop. And I gave that television to Richmond, one Buddhist temple. The minister said, uh, uh, she might use that for the children's service. So I gave that. What I discovered was, first of all, my room looked very, very spacious after I removed that. And the there is no discomfort using my laptop watching the YouTube. The biggest discovery was not just the space in my room. I felt far more spaciousness in my mind and heart, kind of a contentment, joyful feeling. So let's think how many unnecessary things we have in our living room or garage. So next week we are observing Thanksgiving holiday, probably handing out to the needy person is a great way to observe the Thanksgiving. Buddha said, the more you cling, the more unhappy you become. Thich Nhat said, it takes courage to let go of things. But when you do that, happiness comes immediately. One day, one journalist asked the mother, Teresa in some convent. What made you to sacrifice help all these people in India? She's not Indian, she came from Europe. 
she replied, because uh, I know they are usually very poor, sick people she helped. It is because I knew, I know they are Jesus in disguise. Jesus in disguise. When I read uh, that article, it's just like some enlightened master's world. When we are enlightened, they say, all people look like Buddha, lacking nothing. I don't think Mother Teresa meditated that much like Zemplist, but uh, she let go of a lot of uh, her egoistic thought action and uh, helped selflessly that's why a great wisdom comes the scope of a freedom that she could enjoy her life got really enhanced so the wisdom and the compassion cannot be separated our founding master said up in the sky the bright moon will appear and shine on all things in the universe only when the dark clouds are swept away, only when the clouds of greed are dispelled in the mind sky of a practitioner, will the moon of wisdom rise and become a mirror that shines on 10,000 generations of all people, so that one can become a great Dharma teacher who delivers sentient beings from an awesome destiny. Our third head of Dharma Master, Venerable Desan, said, If you love all sentient beings, you cannot but attain great enlightenment. And if you attain great enlightenment, you cannot but love all sentient beings. There are many ways that we can help others. What could be the best way? Buddha said, the best way is uh, helping them to walk on the Dharma path so that they could uh, reach Nirvana. It is uh, like giving them, instead of giving them a cup of water, we dig a well for them so that they can have the water of eternal life. So whether we help uh, others uh, materially, physically, or mentally, so we have to keep this uh, direction in mind. Especially in the 70s in Korea, there were a lot of uh, Christian pastors who served in a very impoverished areas. They have nothing to eat, I think, no place to sleep. So many pastors uh, started uh, some business and along with them, help them financially. But all their conclusion was uh, if uh, they are not born spiritually, then they 
they cannot live their life very well. So spiritual things always uh, comes first. I have my own problems, but how can I help others? But the thing is, uh, when we help others, our things will be taken care of by the universe, by other people. That's the law of the universe. And we will realize what bothered me does not bother me anymore, anymore. When we have, when we have a more spaciousness in our mind and grow very mature. One of my teacher's sister was in deep depression after she got divorced. She could not get out of her room for more than six months. One day, she decided her mind, I cannot live in this way anymore. The antidepressant she was taking does not work that well. And she decided to go outside and started to help others, especially who have some problem in their marriage divorced people, etc. Even though she has uh, some serious uh, depressed uh, symptom. When she did uh, the volunteering work for several months, she started to be free from her depression and to make long story short, uh, she met a wonderful people and uh, she lives very happily. After that. So our action, our volunteering action is a very much powerful to change our life, our mind, our emotions. One practitioner, one lay person asked to the Buddha, I have nothing. How can I practice dana pramita? How can I give other? Buddha said, at least you can give some smile to others. Give some encouraging words to others. There are a lot of ways for you to help others. These days, COVID-19 is spreading exponentially especially in the United States and European countries. But if we lack of our egoistic thought and actions and help others, that's also the very happy virus in a very good sense will spread. I think that's one of the greatest way for us to be free from all those COVID-19 or unwholesome things to protect ourselves. Shakyamuni Buddha said, when Subhuti asked, how can I center my mind? My mind is constantly attracted and distracted by many worldly things. Then Buddha replied, 
give rise a great aspiration to save yourself and to save all sentient beings, then your mind will become very calm, focused, and centered. So helping ourselves and helping others to attain greater enlightenment. We can do as much as we can, as much as we can, uh, but that kind of a seed is very important. Our founding master said it is a noble task, noble task of delivering sentient beings through an altruistic Mayana practice. Lion's cub is still lion. So let us all plant this holy seed within ourselves. Then someday it will definitely grow into a very big tree. Jesus said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So let's reflect. What's my treasure that I really, really challenge? What's my life orientation? Thank you.